Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's uh, Mike Jones with iHeartRadio, and I got Mr. Aaron Bruno, Tim McElrath. Boys, welcome, and we got a lot of fun things to talk about. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Um, Aaron, your new covers album, AWOL Nation, it's My Echo, My Shadow, My Covers, and Me. It's really songs all over the place. Biz Marquee, The Cars, Madonna. Why, why did you choose all these songs, dude? It's just a bit of randomness, randomness everywhere, but it works well. I think you summed it up really nicely. It's a, it's a grab bag of, of random old hit songs. And, um, you know, I was just lucky that these other artists and friends uh, were crazy enough to say yes. And, and, you know, one of the beautiful things about um, one of the silver linings, if you will, about the circumstances that, that surrounded the time of the record were that was, was that people had time to do stuff. So I don't think I could have made this record as Tim just mentioned before we started, if I may speak for him, He's about to go on the road, play a, sh- a show with Guns N' Roses. And, you know, he's a busy guy. I'm about to be really busy, too. And so um, most people said, hey, you know what? I-, I haven't even thought about making a song in a while. So everybody said yes. And I don't think I could have made this record now or five years prior. So it worked out really nicely. Tim, how did he get you on board for Beds Are Burning? What kind of magic and sorcery did he use to convince you to get on this cover of Midnight Oil? Yeah, he just hypnotized me. He tricked me the whole thing. <laughs> I was, I fell for it. No, you know, it did not take uh, much uh, twisting my arm. Um, in fact, like, I mean, I'm like a lot of people. I love that song. You know, uh, it's such a an important uh, song, uh, and it's time. And for me, like, I love that. You know, I, I love political music. I love music that is that is that that is confrontational. But I love political music that can like be, um, how should I put this? Like a, a sugar-coated bitter pill. You know what I mean? And Beds Are Burning is exactly that. Because it's easy to make you know, music that is political. It's hard to make it cross over into like some sort of mainstream world where people don't quite know what they're hearing. You know? And it has some sort of like uh, some success that just gives it wings. And that was one of those songs. And it's like an early example for someone like me, like you can, you can talk about politics without sacrificing like a wide audience of people, you know? And that was an incredible example. Of that. So I've always had a soft spot for that song. I've even like considered uh, not, not covering it the way Aaron did like a recorded version, but like we've gone to Australia and I was like, Oh, we should play this song. Like we should try to do it at the show in Sydney, whatever. And I remember just kind of popping the hood on it and be like, wow, this is a tricky song. Like this is not an easy one to pull off. So when Aaron was like, I'm going to pull it off. I was like, yeah, sign me up, dude. I'm like, I'm all. I think it's a cool song too. Like you were saying the political message, but not a lot of people, like when we were growing up, we saw it on MTV and VH1 and everywhere else all the time, but you didn't realize the message until you'd go back and really listen and look into what it's all about. So very cool choice for the two of you to come together on that one. What like, was that part of the thinking on that? Aaron was like, Hey, Tim will be perfect for this because of we can join up, but also the message behind it. I think that's just a bonus um, 
added after um, because mostly I just thought that Tim would sound good. He and I have some similarities in our in our range, and um, you know, singing singing to the to the limit of our range and having it sort of scratch and distort out. Um, so, you know, in those pre-courses, for example, when we're both saying the time has come, it's hard for me to recognize who's who there. We sound almost similar, and so I thought that that would be a a fun thing because our voices have that unique uh, similarity. Um, so it just, it just worked out and, and I've known Tim for a while and he's been, Tim's been a guy, I'm just talking about him as if he's not right here. Uh, Tim's been, a, Tim's been a guy that I've known for a long time. We both come from the hardcore punk rock scene and, um, rise against became pretty massive, um, uh, well before AWOL, uh, had any success. So we kind of linked up through mutual friends and he's been a good guy to talk to about, you know, what this all feels like and what to expect through the ups and downs of the journey. So he's been kind of like a strange older brother, even though I think I'm older than him technically in, in some ways. So it was a good excuse for us to link up. And, and, and um, I knew his voice would sound cool because I knew the song was going to be the midnight oil. The, the original has a, a dance feel to me. And I didn't even realize it was even a political song until I was mature enough to even understand the concept, you know? And so I knew I was going to make it kind of press on, with with the dance factor while adding layers of guitars and i just knew that tim would be uh his voice would be really nice to hear on on a dance track basically like a a, a protest dance song you know i i kind of think it's the same way also with wind of change like that's more of uh you you realize that is a political song but really going back now for us like i said growing up and all these years later going back that's another one like wow, that meant so much back then. It means so much now looking back on it too. Yeah, and I, I suppose a lot of these songs kind of fit um, this one mold, which is that they were constantly played on MTV when we used to be able to love videos on MTV. And, you know, I think Tim and I both had the um, experience of coming home from school and turning on MTV and looking for music videos. And they weren't playing any of the underground stuff we were listening to, but... I think that I, I still lo love pop music and enjoyed videos like nothing compares to you, Sinead O'Connor or wind of change scorpions or midnight oil beds are burning. Um, REM losing my religion. I saw that a hundred million times, you know, and now, so this album definitely takes me back to the after school moments of turning on MTV because I had nothing better to do. And hopefully I would discover something, but mostly had to see the same, you know, 10 videos over and over. And this, these, <laughs> these were some of them. Tim, I got to ask, what were some of your guilty pleasure videos that you love seeing back in the day? Oh my gosh. That's well, Aaron's right. So you had one channel, you turned it on, you didn't have a choice. You couldn't skip ahead a track. So you saw what they were showing you. You know what I mean? So you saw the good with the bad. You know what I mean? Like maybe you weren't into Whitney Houston, but you were going to hear her. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I was, in, I was, Speak for yourself, dude. I was <laughs> deep, deep into Whitney. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I took me a while to come around to that tribe, but I'm now part of it. I think, yeah, for sure. But yeah, like yeah. it was, all, it was all just a mixture of, of rock and rap and R and B. And um, I mean, I obviously gravitated towards some of the heavier stuff, and especially when MTV started finding bands like, you know, Nirvana or Soundgarden or Helmet, you know, and that kind of thing. That was always huge. But watching, you know, those Beastie Boy videos were works of art, you know, like you yeah. were. And then you, once, when you are introduced to music with that visual, oh, excuse me, then 
you can never divorce the two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you hear that song, you picture the video. Like I can't, you know, you can't hear November rain without picturing that video now. And I'm not sure that, it, that people are having the same experience uh, nowadays. It's why I could wake either of you guys up three in the morning. If I played two notes from November rain, you'd see slash outside of the church. You'd know exactly yeah. what was going on. Axel with Stephanie Seymour, which by the way, I don't know if you know, Tim's playing with guns and roses this weekend, Aaron. I don't know if you heard that or not. Yeah. <laughs> I heard something about that. You know, I like to, um, with the videos that you've put out so far that every one, uh, of the covers, they're all animated videos. It's, it's a cool, different way to bring new life. Like the covers, it's a cool way to bring new life into the songs too. Well, and it makes it a lot easier because I don't really have to do much. Well, <laughs> sure. Did you, were you able to do any of the songs, uh, with anyone face to face or was it all remote, uh, over zoom, over email, over all that? It was all remote. Um, and again, you know, circling back to, to what I spoke on earlier, this album wouldn't have been possible 10 years ago. Um, or maybe 10, more like 15, 20 years ago, because you'd have to be in person, spend, you know, an absurd amount of money on studio time. And, and now I was able to have people simply email their vocal to me. And, and it was a great way to not feel as isolated and, and you know, separated from other fellow artists. And, and it felt normal. So when I opened up an email and, and my engineer and I put Tim's voice on the song, felt like we were hanging out and I could just text him, whoa, this sounds really good, man, or whatever. And, and um, so that was a great thing about modern technology, even though um, I think I'm sure all three of us often uh, are concerned and worried about uh, certain aspects of technology and where we're headed. I think there are many benefits and this is one of them. Did that, Tim, like when, when Aaron asked you to do Beds Are Burning, are you like, okay, I want to sing it kind of like the original. He's not there in the room. So do I want to sing it like the original? Do I want to put my own take on it? Or did you get some direction beforehand? Or was it like, hey, do what you want. Let's hear what you got. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, and I pretty much did it in this room, right where I am right now on this microphone as Aaron's texting me. And um, I, if I remember, Aaron kind of was like, yeah, just go for it. Like do whatever you want to do. Do as much or as little as you want. And that's what I did. And I think if I remember right, Aaron, I just sent you a bunch of ideas. Some were just very um, on the nose. Like I'm just trying to like replicate the song. And then I threw a few little ad libs in here, you know, um, here and there. And I, I think you ended up using them too, which was cool too. I just wanted to give him uh, a lot of options. Cause that's like, cause like Aaron and I are both singers and bands, but, Aaron is a producer. Like he's like, he's got some different skills. He's got some tricks up his sleeves that I don't like. I just learned how to turn this microphone on like this morning. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Aaron's like the studio guy. He can create, he can move things around. He can, he can really unleash his imagination. I usually rely on somebody smarter than I am to, to turn the knobs, you know? So um, Aaron and his team were good about like figuring out how to get my voice here in this room in Chicago on um their song and you know it was like aaron said it was a kind of a cool thing that probably only like covid would have produced like a lockdown you know just like the whole yeah. genesis of the idea like i think in the past it was like oh this sounds like there's a lot of moving parts and instead it's like no there's no moving parts like i'm just gonna hit record and like send it over to you and then we're gonna put a song together so i think that 
what a great idea and what a great idea this whole covers album that that aaron did it's such it's such a great idea and it came out so great too so did you have any trouble convincing anyone to do any of these songs aaron like like taylor hansen joining you for material girl which i mean besides beds are burning is my other favorite on the album i i, I just thought that was going to be an a plus and it is was was anyone tough to say hey let's do this ah, i'm not so sure let's see well a few people said no i would say two people said no but I was also swinging for the fences with, with this, you know, um, but mostly it was, was so supportive and positive. And I mean, Taylor definitely was concerned about the, the range and, um, but he just nailed it, you know, so that, that was really cool. And, and thank you, Tim, for saying those kind words about me a second ago. Uh, thank you to the guy who's, you know, sharing the stage with Guns N' Roses. This, this Are you doing that, Tim? I didn't hear that. Yeah. Oh, can I tell you about this? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they'll play November Rain fast, you know, or, or if they'll or if they'll let the thing breathe. Um, I'm I'm more nervous to go on for like a lots of Guns N' Roses fans who will be waiting. Is it, is it a festival or just their yeah. show? It's the okay. Rockville, so it's one of those big, you know, Danny Winter yeah, Fest. Yeah. So it'll be a lot of, in my experience, there'll be a lot of people waiting to see Axel and being stuck with us for about an hour. So now I got to try to figure out how to <laughs> how to ride that wave. Yeah, that's. Uh, fun though i mean isn't it fun to to open up instead of being the headliner you know i mean being a headliner is obviously a, an honor and and so important you're connecting with your fans but i i feel more comfortable personally being the underdog freak show you know that that opens up for someone else um well, i'm more comfortable with that yeah i i like the idea of having to gain fans and prove myself more than more than not let people down who have come to see me yeah, there's a lot of pressure to being the marquee name. And like, you know, for us, it, like like you, is probably, you spent a lot of years opening up. And so that's yeah. kind of your your natural habitat was trying to convince these people to do, give your band the time of day for the next 30 minutes or whatever. And that was a challenge you either rose to or like you succumbed to, you know what I mean? And if we're still yeah. here, to that challenge. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. This show is funny too, because I, I keep saying Guns N' Roses, but it'll definitely like agnostic front is playing this show yeah like, so you should be fine yeah. sick of yeah. all show. i never thought i'd live to see a day where like the sunset strip would meet new york city hardcore in this way so but only in florida i guess that's cool sick of it all is playing I, did right. you say sick of it all is playing yes yeah, sick of it all and uh, i thought i saw i thought i saw their last tour but maybe that was the scratch the surface tour that they did they played the roxy I think that's what it was. And weirdly enough, I think Guns N' Roses was playing a secret show nearby mm -hmm. while uh, Sick of It All was playing. And I remember, um, what's the singer's name of Sick of It All again? Lou. Lou. Um, Lou, yeah. So I think Lou mentioned that, like, hey, thanks for coming. I know you could have seen Guns N' Roses, but you're here at the Roxy instead. And that was kind of an anti-rock and roll moment, which is really cool, at the Roxy of all places. So full circle to you guys opening up. And so that should be that should be cool. And yeah. Duff is a good Duff is a good friend of ours, and he's 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 gone on stage with us a few times and played a few songs. And he's just one of the coolest guys I've ever met, and just a sweetheart. The guy's the guy almost died twice, basically, you know. And um, he's he's a he's a great story. That's epic, man. How cool is that, Tim? Since we're talking about covers with uh, the AWOL album, 
are you guys going to do your cover? Because uh, I don't know, Aaron, if you know this, Rise Against mm. does Journeys any way you want it. A really fun version of that. Like, that is so ridiculously out of left field. Are you guys going to do that this weekend, maybe? Well, you said that Rise Against does it. I would say Rise Against did it <laughs> 20, 20 years ago. It was, I don't... It was funny. We were making our second record our, on Fat Records, Revolutions Per Minute, and we were at a time we were still a very new band. When you're a new band, sometimes you throw in a cover song to kind of get people to kind of like pay attention to you. And yeah. we were always throwing in uh, old punk covers, like because we were playing a lot of punk shows. We like we were throwing Minor Threat or Black Flag or whatever. And we were lamenting the fact that many of these like these this audience did not know the songs that we thought were like part of you know, the sacred texts of punk. And it was like, wait, people don't know this. And we were complaining about this in 2002, by the way. <laughs> and so we were joking. Someone, someone made a joke and said, well, you know what? We might as well just play a journey song if they're not going to know minor threat. And that joke got, went a little too far and uh, ended up being the hidden track on our second record for fat. <laughs> I think you should bring That's it back. Cool. Yeah. I, you know, maybe, maybe we'll have to, like, maybe the, the GNR crowd will enjoy it down in Florida this week. <laughs> I mean, so it's speak- Florida, and I think of golf when I think of Caddyshack with that song. So maybe. Oh yeah. And uh, to to piggyback on the journey tip, I did ask Steve Perry to do a song on this covers record, but but he couldn't do it. There, oh. he's, you know, it 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 wasn't it wasn't the right thing. Was it meant to be? Well, that would have yeah. been incredible. Good for you for asking, though. That's awesome. I know. I just and I knew I knew he'd probably say no, but I just did it anyways. You know, right. that's like you know. Got to shoot for the stars. You yeah, know, don't stop believing. Aaron, it might have been the uh, it might have been the Dodgers hat. He's a big Giants guy, so that could have been it. I know. Well aware of it. That that that's been <laughs> uh, something we we've we've talked about uh, in the past for sure. So, but I I need a couple more World Series to um hold the all time championship uh, throne with this hat. I think we need one more. Pretty to match sure. the Dod- to match the Giants, then. Yeah, yeah. I think we're one behind, or maybe tied now. I, I I have to double check on that. I get lazy with my baseball stats in the spring. Honestly, I get more focused closer to the fall. Once it like really, it's like okay, playoffs are coming. Here we go. Kind of, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of games. You need a lot of time on your hand, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I mean, you got to warm up for the tour anyway. That's coming this fall, so you'll you'll be yeah. doing all that stuff. Really getting your brain going around then. Well, yeah. by the by the way, um, will there be any times like that you guys will AWOL and Rise Against be close enough that you guys can do Beds Are Burning live together at any point? Do you think that might happen? I think so. I mean, I, I, I'd like that to happen. I think that's one of the songs of all the cover songs on the record that seems um, that seems appropriate that we could actually pull off, you know, others I could never even attempt, you know, like I'm not going to try wind of change ever, you know, or, or, um, or, uh, just a friend that'll be very difficult unless I have Hyro with me, you know, um, I can't do those parts, but I think we'll put that into our set. And then if, if the stars align and our bands are, are near each other, Tim's around, he could just jump on and do his parts and, and we'll be ready to go. And if it's a thing where Rise and AWOL are playing together, a cool festival, um maybe all 10 of us you guys you guys four you're five four piece right mm-hmm. anyways maybe all of us could just you know bum rush the the stage and, and have a good time sign me up um well tim uh before i let you guys go i gotta ask uh are you still doing your college classes are you almost close to your degree or did you get finished yet 
Uh, I'm not finished yet, but I just wrapped up another sociology class. I, I got over my biggest hurdle, which is my math requirement. I never finished my math requirement um, when I was in college back in the day. And that was the most, that was the thing I was most nervous about. So once I got over that hump, I feel like it's all smooth sailing. So now it's like I got to put in the time and, and, uh, and keep putting it in. And now I have a kid going to college next year too. So I tell her that we're in a race right now to see who gets to the finish line first. Isn't that weird? You're like, I have no problem playing in front of 50,000 people, but calculus algebra, eh, I don't know about all that. I was so nervous. It was an online test, you know, and I was just a wreck to the whole thing. And I, I definitely, definitely was way more nervous to take that statistics test than I've ever been to go on stage. So. <laughs> Aaron, what's uh, what's going to be the plan for AWOL? You guys got the tour coming up this fall. Uh, you're going to be going all over the place. Will we have the original album out by that point? Um, will you have like half covers, half originals? What are you thinking for the shows? Um, I, I would like to have at least one song out, one original song out by that tour, hopefully more. Um, you know, I kind of leave it up to the, uh, the suits to make those sorts of decisions, but I'm, I'm closing in on finishing up this, this, this new original album. I, it's the fifth AWOL record. I, I consider the covers record a fun thing, but I don't think of it as an actual AWOL Nation album per se. Um, so yeah, I would like to have as many new songs out as possible for that tour. And so then we could actually play them. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully not alienate too many people. <laughs> so many, when, once you're five records in, I know Tim knows about this, you know, some of your fans are stoked to hear the new stuff. And a lot of them are like, come on, play, play the stuff that got us interested in, in you to begin with. So there's that fine line. Yeah. Let's, let's hear sail and kill your heroes and, and savior and, and uh, swing life away and everything else. Yeah. We, we're not yeah. ready for the new stuff. Give us five years on that. Maybe. Yeah, it's like, what's up, everybody? Here's 10 new songs in a row that you won't really care about. Yeah. <laughs> That's the paradox of touring, right? Like they don't, yeah. Nobody wants to go back on tour until you have new material out. And once you're back on tour, just play the old material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, guys, it's been a lot of fun today. And I want everyone to check out uh, the new AWOL Nation covers album, My Echo, My Shadow, My Covers, and Me. And Rise Against the AWOL Nation, you guys are going to be touring everywhere. Aaron, I don't know if you know, but Tim's going to be playing with Guns N' Roses soon, so that's pretty cool. And uh, sure. everyone, go check out everything with Rise Against the AWOL Nation. You you can't go wrong with either. Thank you very much. And, thanks, uh, boys. Thanks. Good, good to see you guys. Appreciate it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.